Let's bow our heads for a little prayer before I begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you now to come among us, open up our eyes. We might see who you are and then what we can do for you. So bless us as we gather under these trees. Feel the breezes blow and hear the birds sing. We know that God is good. Help us, we pray, to know that deep in our heart this day. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're continuing our series in the book of Psalms through this short summer session. We are in Psalm number 81 for our text today. Psalm number 81 for our text. Back home I got a lilac bush just outside of the living room window. And for several years the robins thought if they made a nest in the lilac bush they'd be hidden from sight. Which was true from outside the house. But looking out the living room window, you could see right into the nest. And we enjoyed it very much. We watched them build their nest with mud and straw. And we watched them lay four eggs and sit on the eggs. We saw four baby robins hatch. And the thing about any baby bird is whenever they sense mom or dad nearby, they open their mouths as wide as they can, ah, expecting food. Mom and Dad Robin would go find an earthworm, and when they flew back to the bush, baby birds all acted like they were starved with their mouths wide open, screaming for food. I remember one day when it was unusually hot, and the Mother Robin flew over to the neighbor's pond, got a mouthful of water, and flew back and dumped it in one of the little bird's open beak. And baby birds had their mouths wide open. And she kept going over and over to the pond and back, to the pond and back, looking for water for the babies, cooling off the little birds with beakfuls of water. Mama bird will work endlessly to fill their wide open mouths all day long. Here in West Jackson Corner, we got lots of birds. This is sort of a bird sanctuary. I saw 25 swallows on the electric line at the church this week. We had a bumper crop of swallows this year in West Jackson Corners, probably because of those little white boxes over there. Sparrows make nests in the eaves of the building all over. The most unusual bird this year was a robin down the bottom of that little brown box, the one with flowers on it. The top was off of that little box, and uh, the robin decided to fly down into the bottom of that box and make a nest. And one day I was out here doing a little watering, and I walked by and I hit that box and I heard these little birds screaming bloody murder. <laughs> they thought mama was coming back in uh, to feed them. And so I peeked down through the hole in the top and you could see them down there with their mouths wide open. Well I let them go, waited a couple weeks, then I did pull that cover up and out jumped two little baby robins from underneath that thing. And uh, so all over West Jackson Corners are baby birds with their mouths wide open and mama birds continually filling those open mouths. In our text today, we find an instruction telling us to open up those mouths and open them wide. Now, the book of Psalms is the Jewish hymn book, and various authors contributed to its collection of songs. Our psalm for today was written by a musician 
named Asaph. He was probably a Levite, or that is a priest from the tribe of Levi, who was probably the chief musician. He would play all sorts of musical instruments as a chief musician. He would direct the choir, which consisted of all male voices, no ladies allowed in those choirs, only men. And they sang in shifts all through the day, and they sang even in the middle of the night. You could hear the singers singing their psalms out through the night air. Now, if you were to read the book of Psalms as a whole, there is one phrase that you would see repeated over and over and over again. One major theme repeated throughout the whole book. And that consists of three words, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for his loving kindness. Praise the Lord for his tender mercies. Praise the Lord for his deliverance. Praise the Lord for his beautiful creation. Praise the Lord for answering prayers. Praise the Lord for his faithfulness. And it goes on and on over and over throughout the book. Praise the Lord for his wonderful works. It's obvious that God wants his people to praise him and thank him for all he does for us. I do have the feeling, after reading the book of Psalms, that we fall short and we don't praise the Lord enough. That we expect Him to bless us without our praise and thanks. Like spoiled children, we want what we want. Don't plan to say thank you for what we're given. So we look at the psalm this morning written to help us do better. To praise the Lord with a better attitude. So let's see if we can get it right, shall we? As we look at Psalm number 81. I begin reading at verse 1. Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise to the God of Jacob. Take a psalm. Bring thither a timbrel, a pleasant harp with a psaltery. Blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. For this was a statute for Israel and a law of the God of Jacob. And so he starts right out. No apologies. No holding back. This is not for sissies. He starts out, right out, and says, sing loud. (laughs) It's written to the chief musician, and the dynamics are to be forte, which is loud. Reach down deep, he says, fill up your lungs with air, and sing loud. That's what he expects us to do. Occasionally, I do visit other churches, and wherever I go, when it's time to sing, I get a lot of attention. (laughs) I don't sing nearly the volume that I do here, uh, but I'm still louder than everybody in the whole church. Somewhere Christians got the idea that singing loud was rude and uncultured, and we Christians are supposed to be well-mannered, and loud singing just isn't proper. That attitude must make God sick. I think it makes God sick. We sing that great song, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. And our response is, then sings my song. Come on. 
That's not how it goes. It goes, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. That's the way you're supposed to sing it. So this chief musician here, he says, sing loud, come on. This is our God, our strength, so sing it out in joyful sounds. It's our God, he says, it's our God. And he takes the name, the God of Jacob. God identifies with us, and it is amazing that he allows himself to be called by our name. That's amazing. The God of Jacob. He's also the God of Rick and David and Debbie and Eric and Pat. He's the God of all of us. He allows us to use his name connected with him. So sing with a joyful voice, he said, loud and clear. And then he says, add to your music instruments. The first one he lists is a timbrel. Now a timbrel is a tambourine. That's what he says. Let's start, he said, and get a tambourine going. You didn't think God was going to be boring, did you? Did you? No. God says, let's get a tambourine. Let's start and get that thing going. He wants to go. And then he said, add the harp and the psaltery. These are stringed instruments. Harp would be a small handheld one that you would pluck. And a psaltery is more like what we call a guitar with six strings. Now, we would win Asaph, the author here, approval with our piano. That's got 88 keys, as they say, and not enough fingers. It's got lots of sound. And I remember when we first got the grand piano up at church, someone came up to me and said, that's awful loud. I said, why do you think they call it grand? It's supposed to be loud. You got to play it like you mean it. <clears throat> but we're not done. Stringed instruments, rhythm instruments. And then he says, get a trumpet. <laughs> get a trumpet. Blow it loud, he says. We're having a holiday. It's a solemn feast, one of the holidays. And this uh, psalm refers to the holiday, which, which was probably Passover. That was their best holiday of the year. He said, we're going to sing and play loud music on Passover. It says, play loud, sing loud, joyful music. Express your thankfulness and your gratitude with enthusiasm. And then he said this, it's a law that God made. He expects us to be grateful. He expects us to express that in a meaningful way. And so his instructions were, sing like you mean it when you're remembering what I did for you in your Passover celebration. So to help them sing a little better, God will remind them of what he did for them. Verse number 5. This he ordained in Joseph for a testimony when he went out through the land of Egypt where I heard a language that I understood not. I removed his shoulder from the burden. His hands were delivered from the pots. Thou callest in trouble. I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. And I proved thee at the waters of Meribah. 
Selah. Hear, O my people, I will testify unto thee. O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me, there shall be no strange God in thee, neither shall thou worship any strange God. Passover was a celebration of the events that took place when God with Moses led the children of Israel out of Egyptian slavery. The Bible says in that slavery they cried to God because of the bitter bondage of their slavery. So Moses went in and said to Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh said in that famous comment, who is God that I should listen to him? Well, God showed old Pharaoh who he was. <laughs> in verse 4 it says, In Egypt, Joseph had been the man that saved them, the Israelite that brought them to Egypt to feed them, and he fed the Israelites. But the government changed over the years, and a new leadership took over Egypt. And it says, God heard a strange language there that he didn't understand. Now, you may say to me, Eric, I thought God understood every language. I thought God could speak French and Italian, Spanish and Norwegian, Mongolian and Chinese. I thought God could understand every language. And that's true. God can understand any tongue in any language in the whole world. But sometimes, you see, words don't make sense. Now, I've had occasion to talk with people who've had strokes and it affects their speech, and sometimes they just can't put words together anymore. And you just can't make out what they're trying to say. God heard words of Egypt he couldn't understand. Didn't make any sense. My friends, the Egyptians worshipped anything and everything. They prayed to the Nile River. They worshipped frogs and bugs. They bowed down to cows. And they worshipped the sun. And when God heard those words, he said they didn't make sense. What kind of a prayer is it that someone prays to a bug? Huh? No, it doesn't make any sense. So every time God released a plague on the Egyptians, he struck down one of their gods. The Nile River that they worship was turned into blood. The frogs that they prayed to came out of the river and into every house and died there until the whole land of Egypt stunk. Cows died by the hundreds all across Egypt, ones that they had prayed to. And the sun didn't send its light into the Egyptian homes. There was total darkness for three days and they couldn't see their hand in front of their face. The sun, the river... The frogs, the cows, all the things that Egypt worshipped. And God said, that's not what you worship. You're supposed to worship me. 
And you say to me, well, Eric, we don't worship those things anymore. Just remember that anything that is to you more fascinating than God is an idol. Anything more fascinating than God is an idol. So God led the slaves out of Egypt. No more slavery, he said. I won't have you put your burden, your shoulder to the burden anymore. And he says he took away the pots. They used to have pots and they fill them with clay. Carry them over, put straw in them, mix it with the clay, carry it over, lay it out into bricks, fire the bricks and put them back in the pot and carry them all over. No more brick making, no more bondage, but God's going to give you freedom. And God said, you were in trouble. I heard your prayer. And so I led you out of Egypt. And as he led them out, there came a cloud of fire, he said, to lead you. And I love what the psalmist calls the secret place of thunder. That was that big, huge cloud that rose up. And it was a cloud by day and fire by night. Listen to what happened in that cloud to get an explanation of it. Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood by the part of the mountain. Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke. Because the Lord descended on it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long... And waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. What does it say? Out of that cloud and fire, a trumpet. A trumpet that got louder and louder and louder. <laughs> and God knows how to play triple forte, my friends. Extra loud. And so... He's, God said, when you ran out of water in the desert, you complained and you wept and cried and you said, let's go back to Egypt at the waters of Meribah. But Moses came and struck the rock and a huge fountain flowed in the middle of the desert and ran into a stream. So why do you seek out any other God? Look what I've done for you, said God. Why do you look for another God? And then God makes a plea. Here's God's plea. Will you please listen to me? Listen to me. Please hear what I've got to say. I want you to listen. I want to tell you what is possible. What I can do for you. I brought you out of slavery. I led you with a fiery cloud. I gave you water in the desert. Now, will you please listen? And here's why. I want you to have a joyful, happy life. Singing loud. Making joyful noise should be normal behavior for you if you'd only listen to me. Here's what I want to do for you in verse 10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. <laughs> God says, I got a lot of things to give you. So just open your mouth wide. <laughs> wider, he says. Wider. 
like the little baby bird, constantly expecting to be fed. He opens wide and he'll take all he can get. God says, open your mouth wide. Let me fill you with good things. I'll fill you. Constantly attend to your open mouth. Open your mouth. The sad response is in verse 11. But my people would not hearken to my voice. Israel would none of me. So I gave them up to their own heart's lust. And they walked in their own counsel. Have you ever seen children when it's time for their medicine? And they won't open their mouth? <laughs> my mother had ways to get you to open your mouth. Uh, can you imagine a baby bird who wouldn't open his mouth? He'd soon be dead. Wouldn't he? God says, come on, now open up. We say, no, not me. And that's what they said to him then. So God let them do their own thing. And it turned out that they all died in the desert. What a terrible shame. What a shame. My friends, when we f refuse to cooperate with God, and we go our own way, what a shame. Oh, if you only knew what you were missing. God will tell them what he would do for them if they only would open their mouth. If they'd only listen to him. Verse 14. I should have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would have submitted themselves unto him. But their time should have endured forever. He says, all your enemies would have been defeated and destroyed. Even the fiercest enemies would submit if God stepped in. And it's true, we see it in history. Didn't David kill Goliath with a slingshot and a stone? Didn't Daniel walk safely in the lion's den? Didn't Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego come out of the fire unharmed without even a smell of smoke? My friends, we have an enemy of our souls. Someone that would like to take us down. God will take care of him and keep him away from us. Go to God and see what he'll do for you and listen to what he says. And finally, verse 16. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat, with honey out of the rock. Should I have satisfied me? Here's what God wants to do for us. Like the baby bird who's constantly hungry. Open your mouth and he'll feed you with the finest wheat. That is the best piece of bread you can make. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I can satisfy every longing in your heart. The things that you're searching elsewhere come to me. The bread of life will be given to you in unlimited quantities. You can have all you want if you'll open your mouth. But you've got to open wide and be like that little bird. Every time God comes near, open your mouth wide. God isn't finished. He also said he'd fill you with honey from the rock. Of course, Jesus is the rock of ages. He is full of sweetness. So it's a delightful combination. He's offering us bread and honey. He wants to give you so much. He's so attentive like the mother bird. Open wide and I'll fill your mouth with bread and honey. So you have good reason to sing out loud and make a joyful noise. My friends, will you open wide today? And enjoy what God offers. Be full of his sweetness. 
May God bless you as you cooperate with him. Open your mouth and be filled. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you do for us. And we admit it's way more than we deserve. But we want to say thank you for every good thing that comes from your hand. We want to say it like we mean it. We want to say it like we really appreciate it. Thank you loud and joyfully from our hearts. Play our instruments and sing our songs and make sure that people know that we are thankful to you for what you've done. We know it's a rule that God made. We ought to sing like we mean it. And we ought to believe in our hearts, in Jesus, with all of our hearts. So help us, Lord. Trust in you and find in you all that we ever needed. And honey and bread from the rock and the full stomach that comes from an open mouth taking all that God offers. Bless us, we ask, in Jesus' name, amen. Closing, we're going to sing a song called We're Marching to Zion. Come we that love the Lord, let our joys be known. Join in the song of sweet accord, and thus surround the throne. Standing together. Sign your papers. Come we that love the Lord. Beautiful Zion, 
Everybody said? Amen. Don't fail me now. Everybody said? Amen. I'm going to ask Levi to close in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you and we ask that our hearts would be full of you. We ask that we would be ready to sing, to tell others, to give praise to God in so many ways in our lives. May our mouths not be quiet in that way. May we use our words and use the force of our voice to do the things that we ought to do, to tell of the great and mighty God who will fill our mouths if we just open them. Lord, we pray that our desire of our heart would be that we cannot get enough of you, that we would open like those baby birds, open our mouths continuously so that you may fill us and fill us again and fill us again, giving us what we need. May our hearts be ready for these things. May we not be uh, quiet inside and dead inside, uh, but may we have a living fire and a desire, a hunger for you. We just ask for these things. We ask for protection. We thank you for this place and this day and all of these people. Speak directly to the hearts of each one and every one of us this day. In your name we ask. Amen.